Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Episode 12 of BLT Bat- Bets. Back from our little mini hiatus, but we are back to talk some sports betting. Your Emchuk, Bag Milk, Liam, hello. We almost forgot to record a podcast this week also. Dear yeah, listener. we almost did. Yesterday, you were like, we should do a betting pod. And I'm like, well, what day is it today? Wednesday? And you were like, well, it's Thursday. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, we need to do that ASAP. It's silly tough season right now. Things, yeah, silly season, just the days kind of blend together, don't they? Yeah, they mm-hmm. really do. Um, but I'm excited for things to slow down. Uh, the sports calendar also slows down. Like, I think we have... Next Wednesday is that like weird day in the calendar where there's just no sports, right? Because you have for baseball wise, and we can actually talk about this a little bit, but home run derby is coming up on Monday. And then on Tuesday is the all-star game, the home run derby infinitely more fun to bet on than the all-star game. The all-star game is more or less pointless. Hang on, hang on. Now, now you've piqued my interest here. Betting on the home run derby. This is real to me. If Let's, you want to well, tell me about it. Okay. If you want to have a good goddamn time, you sit down with a case of beer and some friends and you wager on the MLB home run derby. So the way they do it now is they have like, it's a bracket system, right? Where it's tournament style. Two guys go head to head. Um, and whoever it's most home runs advances to the next round, goes head to head with someone else. And then there's a third round. That's the final, right? So that totally has opened up the betting market from what it was before where it was just guys in round one hitting a bunch of dingers and then top four move on whatever so now you have the ability to go like i don't even know who's really in it this year i haven't looked into it too hardcore um but like pete alonzo versus Corey seager or something like that right you bet on them head to head in round one that makes it interesting because also the rounds are like three minutes long right um so it's like a bit of like that instant payout kind of feeling and also you can do stuff like how many home runs will be hit in the first round combined between all the players. There's a lot of ways to get into it. It, It's a, it's a lot of fun. The head to head seems fun, especially as the rounds go on. Yeah. Um, And then also like, if you just pick a horse right off the jump and kind of like run with them, it can be fun. Like the one year Vladdy lost to Pete Alonso in the final, I'd bet on Vladdy. And like, that was, it was sweaty coming down the end when like every pitcher, like, come on, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. He's not in it again. He's not in it this year, right? No, Vladdy has said he uh, he will not be doing it. But the bracket this year, it's actually really interesting because MLB, and I actually kind of wish more sports would do this, 
in their latest CBA, they passed like an interesting thing saying the commissioner can add legends into the all-star game, even if they're not all-stars. Right. So like this year, even though Albert Pujols isn't an all-star, he's going to be in the home run derby. And I think that's kind of cool how he's uh, how, you know, like he's going up first round against Kyle Schwarber. And it's like, man, like one of the legends of the game is going to get a chance to like be in this event. Uh, The other guys are Juan Soto versus Jose Ramirez, Seager versus uh, J-Rod from Seattle, that hot prospect they have. And then Pete Alonzo versus Ronald Acuna. And Pete Alonzo is a machine. Like I would imagine when the betting odds come out, Pete Alonzo is going to be the favorite to win this thing. I was hoping Shohei would be in there. I know. And that'd been cool. Like I kind of wish there was more similar to the dunk contest in basketball, I guess, although that's been kind of, that's kind of boring now, but I wish there was a little bit more of a buy-in from like the superstars and this guys are always afraid to like mess up their swings and shit like that. But like, if you could have had Vladdy and Shohei in this, the hype would have been immense. Absolutely. I like this. I like going head to head on a little betting. Cause I do like, I do enjoy watching the home run derby, but I don't care all that much. You're you know, about to. I, and a couple of shekels in there that'll make the make a world of difference, I think. Yeah. I'm Speaking looking... of just since you brought up the Jays, uh one thing that I'm seeing here in one of the books that I'm looking at is a full-time manager for next season, the 2023 season. You can put some bets down if you're so inclined, Tyler. Hmm. Got John Schneider at plus two hundred. Bruce Boshi, Bucky. Bruce Bo- Bochi, yeah. He uh, managed the Giants to a couple World Series championships. Uh, Ron Washington, Brad Osmus, Joe Madden, Joe Girardi, Walt Weiss. Any of those interest you, Tyler? Uh, Walter did you, White. Did you skip yeah, Walter over? Yep. Did you skip over Mike Sosha because you didn't want to say his name, or was he not uh, on your list? I see him at plus six hundred on my list here. I didn't have him on my list. <laughs> um, I think John Schneider's a decent spot there at plus one ninety. Like while we're digging into the Jays talk, Coomsey and I talked about this on BGN Radio. Like. And for Oilers fans listening, this is more or less the, in a slightly different way, but like the firing tippet to bring in Woodcroft, right? Like John Schneider has been in the Jays organization for over 20 years. He was a catcher with one of their minor league teams. He worked his way up to like bench coach in the minors, manager in the minors. And when Bo, Vladdy, and all those guys, Biggio, that little core of them, when they won a championship with the Jays AA team, John Schneider was their manager. Like they kind of all got their start in pro baseball under John Schneider. So it, it wasn't surprising to see him name the manager. I, I, I still believe the Jays are going to go on a heater here in the second half of the season, despite that tough loss to the Royals last night. Um, that was a tough one. That was a very tough one. Um, I, but, my so betting yeah. on the Jays, Tyler, has not gone well recently. Just yeah. the team is not playing very well, and it is doing all kinds of harm to my betting account. The nice thing is they beat the Phillies in those back-to-back games, and that saved my bankroll a little bit because I won on a couple of bet builders there, but it's painful right now. Anyways, just to finish my thought, John Schneider at plus 190, I think that's a good bet. I think there's a very good chance they just name him, kind of like the Oilers did with Woodcroft. He's their full-time manager next season. To make that happen, though, if we want this bet to go through, what has to happen for the Jays the rest of the year? Because I want to win some money here, Tyler. Yeah, I would I would say that the Jays probably have to like get out of a wild card round this year in the majors. And to do that, like the funny thing is, you know, everyone's acting like the Jays are just absolutely in shambles right now. Right. And it's like, well, you know, they are tied for a playoff spot. Yeah, they're tied for the third wild card spot with the Boston Red Sox. 
Um, somehow the Baltimore Orioles are only a game and a half back of them. They've won 10 in a row, which is just insanity. Oh, but it's, it's not like the Jays are a bottom feeder and they need to play like 650 baseball down the stretch to get into the playoffs. Like they're, they're they've been a fine team this year. They just haven't been elite like everyone thought. I still think they have that elite potential. So I don't know. I, I'm not going to jump off the betting on the Jays train here um, because I do think a heater's coming and we're going to start making some money off them. What were the odds for John Gibson to be the new manager of the Toronto Blue Jays? Oh, John Gibbons? Question. Gibbons? Sorry. Massive uh, fan. Or John, He's or John my Gibson second favorite. Also. It's like Alec <laughs> Manoa. Alex Manoa. I finally yeah. said his name right. Damn it. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> I, he's not even listed on there. Um, I think in part because... Damn it. What about Cito? <laughs> he was at the game the other day, and that had people being like, ooh, what's going to happen with Cito? Was he really? Could you imagine another tour of duty? Bring him back. <laughs> It'd be what his third time through, but like third time being the Jays manager in a third decade as well. That's pretty impressive. Will Pete Walker survive another manage managerial firing? I feel like that guy's just been here forever. I actually thought Pete Walker could have been named manager. I thought that was one of the, like if they didn't go with Schneider, I thought Pete Walker, he'd been around a little bit longer, but I think they value what Pete does with the pitchers too much to like take his focus away from that. Um, so if anything, I bet you if, if another team were to come to the Jays and be like, hey, we want to interview Pete Walker for a manager job. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jays just threw like gobs of money at him and were like, no, 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 no. You're going to stick around here because, I mean, he has that reputation as being like a magic pitching coach. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of the Jays, um, we can talk about that because we have some hockey talk we want to get to. Um, but I am still fully backing the Blue Jays. They're minus 312 tonight against the Kansas City Royals. Um, and obviously, like, I can win it no... back. I can win it back. <laughs> I, I just think they're too damn good to like lose to this team twice in a row. So you're obviously not going to get any value um, in just straight up betting on the Jays to win tonight at minus 312. But I think there are some interesting spots with Alec Manoa on the bump to uh, bet on this Jays team to win. Like if you were to do a same game parlay of the Blue Jays minus a run and a half and Manoa just to get six strikeouts, six plus strikeouts, that's paying out plus 120. Like that is a pretty solid payout for what should happen in this baseball game, which is the Jays winning big and Manoa running over the Royals who are like a triple A ball club right now. Because isn't half their roster just not in Canada? Yeah, they have 10 (laughs) players. They have 10 players unvaccinated. Okay, because one of those players was Andrew Benatendi, right? Who yeah. the Blue Jays were linked with. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, now there's no way to, he comes to the Blue Jays. I think it was John Heyman, though. That So there's a couple of reports out there that you can kind of connect together. John Heyman, I think, was the guy who said Benatendi, big free agent target, but his vaccination status is a problem. But the Jays checked in a couple of days ago, and there is a belief that Toronto may be able to convince him to get it if they were to acquire him. And then there was a report out of Kansas City that some players in the Royals locker room have said, we would have gotten vaccinated if we were a better team. Like they just kind of <laughs> looked at this. They looked at this opportunity in try to just be like, oh, I'm just not going to go to Toronto and get four days off. Like sick. Wow. So maybe Ben and one of those guys who's like, yeah, I'll get the shot if I can like play playoff baseball this year and like the Royals will trade me. But um, no, apparently the dream is... is not dead. If you want Ben and on the Jays. That is a winning mentality. We're going to suck all year, so I'm going to get four days off when they go to Toronto. Yeah, I'm going to give up a little bit of money, but I'm going to get a chill at home while the rest of the team goes up to Toronto. Perfect. How often does KC play in Toronto? I think this is their only trip of the year. 
Oh, you know, just a casual little four day holiday. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Lined up with the all-star game. These guys are like probably out at the beach now enjoying like a oh, solid yeah. week off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know you guys are golf. Well, at least you are Tyler. Are you betting on the open? I had a little bit of money on Justin Thomas to win. Um, that's not exactly going all too, too well for me. Um, yeah, I, I didn't go as heavy on the open. I, I don't know. Usually I do like hours and hours of research before I do this kind of stuff, um, especially with golf betting, because I feel like I just need to really dial it in if I'm going to lay like a few hundred dollars like on guys to win a tournament. Um, so I just didn't have the time to do the research. So I'm not as invested. I've been doing a little bit of like three ball stuff. But honestly, not not going too well. And the tough part about the open is that like it starts so early, right? Um, it's yeah. really hard to get into when the rounds are like almost over by the time we wake up, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. The weather is ridiculous. It's so hard to predict what's going to happen because the wind is just all over the place. It's just it's a tough one to bet on. Yeah, um, I know Corey Connors. He's one under, so he's got to you know throw together somewhat of a decent round to make the cut. Um, but yeah, I'm not really as into this one as I am with the ones that happen sort of on this side of the pond, just because again, the timing with all that, like I love when it's, you know, Augusta or the U S open or whatever, and you can wake up and get like the full day of golf in. Like, that's what I love. Not like waking up and being like, Oh shit, what did I miss while I was sleeping? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Cause what time would it start here? Like three, four in the morning kind of thing. Yeah. So does, yeah. I'm not super into it. Uh, let's chat. Let's chat a little bit about the NHL free agency uh, went down or is still going down, I suppose. Um, but something that caught our attention is the fact that you could, you could find books offering odds on where guys are going to sign, which is That's fascinating. I, I, I'm sad that I missed out on it a little bit because I didn't know until after the fact that that was a thing that you could do. And man, that seems like fun. It just seems fun, especially when you got, you know, info and rumors kind of leaking out over the last couple of weeks leading up to free agency. It just seems like for me anyway, it's just another way to enjoy the day, which is already pretty intense. But if yeah. you can win a couple of dollars here and there, I mean, how much money could a person have won if they had put money on Goudreau going to Columbus? Wow. Well, like, no kidding. Yeah. You know, I wonder if you would even want to been, I wonder I if you, that would have even been an option. Because there was like no speculation of him going to Columbus at all. What was it? No, New Jersey, New Jersey, Philly, Philly, the Islanders, and Calgary. I guess would have been the, probably the four, not Columbus, unless you just did mystery team like people were saying. <laughs> Somehow it's Columbus. I love that when there was all the oh, you know, there could be a mystery team in on Columbus, and it's like, well, yeah, okay. So like you listed the four teams that could be interested, then what? The other twenty-eight teams fall under the category <laughs> of mystery team. Like I just thought that was funny. Um, could be anybody. I'm going to keep an eye out for that next year because that yeah. just seems like a good time. Well, so I saw a few books posting that like they had odds up and. There was the one day I I saw a tweet. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon mountain time. It was a tweet from earlier in the morning. And it was like, hey, we have odds up on free agency. And I think it was Dustin Nielsen was like, Jack Campbell to Edmonton and Darcy Kemper Mm -hmm. to Washington both opened at plus 100. And I was like, holy shit, I got to get in on that. So I fire up the book to go bet on it. And again, this is like three hours after the odds have been posted. And they had fallen to like minus 333. Like it took the books like an hour and a half two seconds yeah yeah to be like oh boy we fucked up because like Kemper and Campbell you didn't have to be an insider like all you had to do was listen to like one hockey podcast or like read Twitter for an hour one day and it's like oh yeah those guys are definitely going to those spots so I wonder if next year if you can be sharp enough like jumping on the lines 
if you're one of those people who just like listens to sports talk radio or is like plugged into like what the insiders say on Twitter and shit, like there's probably some money to be made there next year. Now that we're through kind of the first couple of days of free agency, do you think that's affected anyone's chances of moving forward or becoming a cup champ? Cause I'm looking at the season yeah. bets for 2022, 23, Book I'm looking at, Colorado, plus 500 to be league champs. Very disrespectful, in my opinion. Arizona Coyotes at plus 50,000. Mm-hmm. Ah. But do you think that any of the free agent signings <clears throat> are kind of affecting your thought process if you're going so, uh, to put a future bet down for next year? Um, so just to rattle off the top 10 for everyone listening, you mentioned Colorado, and then it's Carolina plus 900. Uh, this is courtesy of our friends over at PointsBet. Uh, PointsBet is live in Ontario. Carolina's nine to one, Tampa Bay, 10 to one, Toronto, 10 to one, Florida comes in at fifth at 12 to one. Uh, the Rangers, Oilers and Golden Knights are all 15 to one Penguins, wild flames are all 20 to one. So that's kind of the top 10 you're looking at here. Uh, interesting that the Oilers have jumped up a little bit. The Golden Knights have fallen back. The Leafs um, basically stayed the same, but the Canes jumped ahead of both them and Tampa Bay. So Liam, is there a team in free agency you look at and go like, Hey, they, they increased their odds here. Um, I think out of the top, top teams that were good last year, like you just kind of got to say the Oilers, right? As homer like they, of us as it is to say that. Yeah, it is. But like a lot of the other teams just didn't really improve because they were already so good. Or like they didn't have the cap space to do it. Like Minnesota lost Kevin Fiala. Um, Carolina lost D'Angelo, but got Brent Burns. I don't know how much that will really change. They got Pacioretty too, though. Yeah, that's right. Pacioretty. So maybe Carolina. Maybe Carolina's the other pick. But then they went out and they lost Trocek and Niederreiter. Yeah, like like I said, it's kind of a weird one, isn't it? Like, I, I think it's Edmonton. I think Edmonton should should walk the division. Is that too homery to say as well? Like, I just don't rate Vegas that much. They're just going to keep trading plays for cap space, apparently. <laughs> Calgary got worse. Two summers and two offseasons in a row where they've traded a key player for absolutely nothing. Yeah, remarkable. and then they tried to do it for Dadunov and couldn't get away with it. Like, I don't know why anyone would want to play in Vegas. If and I guess maybe that's why nobody signed in Vegas this summer. I for me, they the Vegas Golden Knights are that guy that you see the story of on the news who wins the lottery and within five years is broke. Like they had a chance <laughs> yeah. to build themselves up like a perfect salary cap situation, right? They were the only yeah. team five years ago with no bad contracts because they had no contracts at all. And they just couldn't help themselves. Like they just continually wanted to go after the big fish, the big fish. And while it was happening in real time, we were all sitting there being like, they're a lesson to every team in the NHL. Go for it all the time. And now you look back and you go, no, no, there's a reason why you don't just go sign every big name free agent and make every big trade available because eventually it's going to bite you in the ass. Well, and some of the trades they're making like Liam just, or you could just mention the Pacioretty deal. Like I think to when they acquired Pacioretty from Montreal in the first place, I was talking to a Habs uh, fan friend of mine and it was Suzuki Thomas Tatar and a second to get him from Montreal to acquire Tatar in the first place. It was like a first round pick and a second round pick or something like that. First, and then to just, just to give that away for nothing. Like that is that that is a horrible asset management. So I can see Vegas being better than they were last year, but not by much. I don't see them being division contenders. It's you know, Edmonton, yeah. Like yeah. Vancouver will be a little bit better because they beefed up their forward group and like Thatcher Demko, Bruce Boudreaux, like that'll help. But my well, you never know what's gonna happen with JT Miller there too. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. My prediction for next year in the Pacific would be 
like a pretty easy one to make. Actually, I think it's going to go Edmonton, Vancouver, Vegas. That's what I you think. Calgary is just going to follow it entirely. Uh, yeah, we should probably remember the LA Kings though. But I, I have LA as the wild card team. I think in the in the Western Conference, the only like I don't think the Central will change. Like Dallas will probably fall out. I think. But then, yeah, Pacific, I have Vegas and Vancouver both getting into the playoffs and Calgary falling out. If, like, the Kachuk thing, like, kind of assuming he's going to stay, I suppose, at this point. But even yeah. with even with him, like, are they, are they better? But they lost Gabranson, too. He was, like, decent last season for them. He's not four million in four years. No. Decent, but... Yeah, like, the interesting part there is Johnny Goudreau had, what, the most even strength points in the NHL? And like Calgary, it just seems like they might not be able to replace him. I know everyone's being like, oh, they'll go sign Kadri. But remember two summers ago, Kadri was about to be traded there and he used his no trade clause to nix it. Like, yep. I don't wow. think there's any reason to suggest he wants to be in Calgary unless they're just going to offer him gods but, of money. But I mean, we're what, day three of free agency now. Kadri's yeah. still out there. Maybe he kind of looks around of who's got the most money to spend and this is a big deal for him in terms of the contract that he's about to sign. So maybe he does look at the bag. I wouldn't be yeah. him if he chases the bag in a place like Calgary, losing Goudreau hurts so bad, not just for the lineup, but for their fans in general. So yeah. I could see tree living, chasing a big name to try and ease that pain a little bit. Yeah, I, I could too. So here's a question. So I think in the East, especially the Atlantic, like a lot of those non-playoff teams got, a lot better, like Detroit, Ottawa, yeah. and I'll throw Detroit in. basically signed everyone available. <laughs> everyone. So Detroit, Ottawa, and Columbus. Of those three teams, I know Columbus are in a different division. Yeah. Which one of how many of those teams do you think make the playoffs next year? I I, I mean, part of, I think one maybe. Like when you look at the Atlantic, Florida, Toronto, Tampa are not going anywhere. Those three are they've cemented themselves right. Like they're playoff teams. In the Metro, Carolina, and New York are playoff teams. So there's three spots up for grabs, I think, in the East next season. It's Pittsburgh's spot, but even them, like they have Jari, they have Crosby, they have Malcolm, they brought the band back together. They're probably getting it. So I should really be saying it's Washington's spot in the Metro and it's Boston's spot in the Atlantic for me. And the reason why it's hard to see one of these teams jumping up and taking that spot is Buffalo finished. 32 points back of Boston last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit was 33. Ottawa was 34 points back. Okay. I do think it'll be tighter. I think all three of Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, and even Columbus who finished with 81 points, they were 19 points back of Washington. I think there's the potential for like three of those four teams to jump up into the 90 point range. I think the Eastern conference is going to like really condense and be a lot tighter than it was last season. But that is a big, big jump and a big ask for a team to jump up 30 some points in the standings to catch the Boston Bruins like it's that that'll be difficult. I just don't know. They all improved, but did they improve enough? Yeah, for me, when I I look at the Atlantic, I, I think like I just think even though Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa may not necessarily make a playoff spot, I don't think whoever's in fourth in that division last year was Boston is going to have, you know, that much of a cushion. I think it'll be a little bit tighter and that'll, that'll make it more interesting ultimately down the stretch because when was the East playoff picture kind of locked up? It was uh, so early. They December, were just kind of jockeying November, for positions. December, yeah. So I hope, I hope in the East that it's a little bit more interesting yeah. next year. 
I'm really intrigued to see what the, cause you know, the books will put out over-unders for point totals next season, right? I'm really intrigued to see how they judge Ottawa, Detroit and Buffalo, because the, the team I'm most intrigued by is actually the Ottawa senators. I think like Claude yeah. Giroux is a legit top six forward. There's rumors going around. They might make a splash and get John Klingberg cam Talbot and Anton Forsberg is a really good duo between the pipes. Yep. And there's enough young talent there that you can realistically be like, Hey, a few of those guys might even take a step forward next season. So I think Ottawa is maybe the most intriguing of that group for me, but then it's also hard to ignore the fact that like Buffalo did some great stuff down the stretch under Don Granado. So like all three of those teams, if the line is like 82 and a half or 84 and a half on all of them, I think I'd hammer the over on every single one and just know that I'm getting two out of the three, right? Probably. Yeah, I think so too. I could absolutely see a 10 point improvement from all of those teams. Like Detroit, as I just said, signed basically everyone available. They <laughs> stole a UFA that I would have loved to see in Edmonton and David Perron. Yeah. So they're actually picked up some valuable pieces there. They signed Huso at the draft. So I think Detroit's going to be better. Ottawa is going to be, I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch if not even this year, but down the line, because they're doing some really interesting things down there. Pierre Dorian's kind of alive this off season. This is the, the, the hot Pierre summer. If it's not the hot Holland summer here in Edmonton, <laughs> yeah, the hot Pierre summer. Okay. Back to the Oilers. So the case I wanted to make for them. And again, we're not, not going to try sound like a Homer here, but the case for the Edmonton Oilers to be the best Stanley cup bet. They're all the way down at 15 to one. Let's take a look at the teams who were in the final four last season. Okay, the Tampa Bay Lightning have lost Andre Palat, their clutch goal scorer, and Ryan McDonough, a top four D-man, and really haven't done anything to replace him yet, right? Either of them. Mm -hmm. They just can't. They're too cap-strapped to do it. Okay, so Tampa, you know, maybe not as strong as they were last season. You got the New York Rangers, who they replaced Strom with Trocheck, which is fine. Like, that's a good move. That's an upgrade, I suppose. Um, but aside from that, they're going to be banking on young players to get better. But that's the Eastern Conference. In the West... Look at who the good teams were in the Western Conference and tell me how any of them got better. Calgary didn't get better yet. The Colorado Calgary Avalanche... Worse, significantly worse. Significantly worse. The Colorado Avalanche downgraded from Kemper to Gorgiev. That's a downgrade. Gorgiev's unproven. Kemper was at least proven when he was in net. And I know they still have Francouz, but still. Colorado didn't get better between the pipes. Their blue line is still solid. But if you're going to remove Nazem Kadri from that lineup, and all you did was overpay Nachushkin and overpay Arturi Lekkinen. Like, I don't know. Colorado isn't better. They're probably worse than they were last season on paper. So Colorado's equal, worse. Maybe. Pardon? Equal at best, I think. Yeah, equal at best. But again, if you're subtracting Kadri from that lineup and not replacing him, yeah, that hurts. It, it's hard for me to say you're better. Minnesota is not better. St. Louis is not better. So the top three teams in the Central, none of them improved. The top three teams or four teams in the Pacific, Edmonton improved because, I mean, they're going to have a full year of Jay Woodcroft, a full year of Evander Kane now, Brett Kulak's in the lineup. Like, there's reason to believe Edmonton will be better. LA got better, sure. Vegas didn't get better. They got worse. So you look at every team in their conference who could realistically give them a shot, give them like a real push. Edmonton's better than them. They got better while everyone else took a step back. And at 15 to one, I think that's great value. And well, I, and I mean, I don't think Ken Holland's done either. You know, he missed out on Connor Brown. Unfortunately, that ruined Liam's meme that he was excited about. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned but for next year. I think that that means Holland, if he was chasing Connor Brown, that I don't think he's done. I think he's going to keep looking for improvements on the roster. Yeah. When you look at the cap situation for the Oilers, so he has 1.3 million in cap space, but 
Oscar Clefbaum and Mike Smith are going to go on LTIR, which means he'll have $7.7 million to spend still this summer. Now, granted, that very well could just be Pugliarvi, Yamamoto, and McLeod. But, you know, maybe he makes a move. Maybe he offloads Warren Fogle, and then he can sit there and be like, hey, I actually have money to go get another free agent winger or something like that. But even just the, the fact that the Oilers have more or less brought back the exact same team with maybe a more stable option between the pipes and Jack Campbell. Like they're, they're, yeah, they're pretty much bringing back the same team that they did last year. And really no other team in the West who was a contender last season can say that. I'd like to see them do some upgrades on defense to truly kind of cement my feeling that they're one of the best in the West. Um, I think that if you look at a third pairing and you can kind of put them together, however you want of, Broberg Bouchard or uh, not Broberg Bouchard, uh, Broberg Barry as, as it is right now. I'm not really too pumped on that as a third pairing. No, you know, who's a name that I could, and I don't like this, but I could see Ken Holland going and giving like a one-year deal to Danny DeKaiser, right? A guy he signed out of college, yeah, signed with a big ticket in Detroit knows him. That feels like a Kenny Holland kind of move. I would also take a look at like Calvin DeHaan. Like there still are a mm-hmm. few interesting veteran options on the free agent market. Um, that maybe they could use to to patch that up. But you're right. Like they they probably do need one more impact team man. But that's why, again, like this deal's been floated out there a bunch of times by fans. But like Barry for Susie, man, you swap Barry for Susie. Maybe Edmonton stabilizes that left side a little bit more. You sign a cheap righty. Like I think you're a better decor with that kind of a deal. But again, Edmonton's, I think Edmonton's the best bet to win the cup. Um, again, value wise, like obviously Colorado deserves to be the favorites, the lightning and the Rangers. They're no joke. I think the Rangers at 15 to one as well. Like if you were to just throw unit on Edmonton unit on the New York Rangers, I think you're in a great spot to win some serious money next season. I think something else too, to add to that is the central division is still like five really good teams. You know, they have to play each other in the playoffs. And then like in the Pacific it's Edmonton and Vegas. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They like, literally like that's all it kind of takes to get there a little bit. And then the East is a bit of a crapshoot still. There's still like 10 good teams in there. I wouldn't, I don't know where I would even put it in the East. Like, yeah, like the Rangers probably like F- Florida. I don't know if I even believe in Florida anymore. But the goaltending, you never know there, right? Just because Bobrovsky's so volatile and Spencer Knight's unproven. Like, you never know what their goaltending, you know, they, they lost Giroux, they lost Sherratt, like two guys they picked up at the deadline. Yeah, they're definitely not a a lock to win that division, I'd say. Who would be your your long shot win? The one team you would put on is like, okay, well, they got a shot at pretty higher odds, I guess. Let's pick one from each conference. Okay. Long shot win for me in the East. I mean, I don't even know how long of a shot it is. Um, I, I like both the Rangers and the Hurricanes, but uh, again, I don't think those are long shots. They're just teams that yeah. maybe haven't gotten over the hump yet, or they haven't gotten past the Tampa Bay's yet, or an eventual winner yet. So, I, I like both of those teams. Um, I also think I don't think necessarily that they've got too much of a chance to win it, but I expect the New York Islanders to be better this year than after the weird season they had last year. So they could be an outside chance maybe because they always play that weird, boring playoff style of hockey anyway. Mm -hmm. I I have one, a long shot in the Western Conference who I think might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle. The Nashville Predators. They're coming in right now on points bet at 40 to one to win the cup. Between the pipes, they are set. 
you see Soros is a guy who could win a Vesna in the next two or three years. Like he's legit. He's 27. He's in entering that prime age for a goalie. Soros is legit. They went and picked up Ryan McDonough for nothing. And I don't think that contract is going to age. Well, it's four more years. The last two years will suck. But for the next couple of seasons, you have a legit top four D man. Who's who, who knows what it takes in the playoffs. So Yossi McDonough at home is a very good three defensemen to have on your left side. Like they will always have one of those guys on the ice. I think that's an incredible luxury. And then you go up front and, you know, their forward group leaves you wanting a little bit more. Forsberg's back, though. You got Duchesne, Johansson, Granlin. It's not great, but they have $9.2 million in cap space. You know, there's talks about them being sold. Maybe they're going to be, or they have been sold. They're going to be a little bit more aggressive. I wonder if maybe they go make one more big splash up front with that 9.2 million. And all of a sudden, if they make that splash, we start looking at the Predators a little bit differently because 40 to 1 feels like crazy odds. They made the playoffs. They got swept. But remember, they got swept because they didn't have UC Soros Mm -hmm. and they were playing a juggernaut Colorado team that's now not as good as they were last season, in my opinion. So Nashville 40 to 1, I think, is a good long shot. I mean, Colorado won the Stanley like to Nashville's credit. Colorado won the Stanley Cup with with losing what four games total? Yeah, something exactly. like that. <laughs> it's just crazy. Okay, my Eastern Conference team is going to be the Penguins. Yeah, Are they got they, they got haven't won, they haven't got past the first round in what six years now. I like this pick, Liam. You're getting the, bold. The, the band is back together. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like I just have that weird feeling. Like even last year, like they almost beat the Rangers with Louis Domingue. If Crosby yeah, didn't get hurt or if Jari didn't get hurt, they probably win that yeah. series. Yeah. 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 And then who knows what happens from there. I feel like they could have beat Carolina too. who weren't actually that strong either. Then you're looking at them in the Eastern Conference Finals. A lot of ifs, but I don't think it's that out of the question to say that. So I'll go with the Penguins at, what are they? 20 to 1, I think it was. Yeah. Um. Their blue line is maybe a little questionable, but they got Yam Ruda. He was like that big defenseman guy they got. Yeah. And then, yeah, just bringing, bringing the boys back. That's what I'm going to go with. Sid the Kid, Gino, and Mr. Latang. Hmm. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. They've done it before. And like Tyler said, if, you know, if Jari was playing in the playoffs, if Sid didn't get hurt, they'd probably get through New York because they were up 3 1 that series, right? So mm-hmm. I can buy it, Liam. I can buy it. And they had. They had a lead in all three of those games, right? After they're the only team to ever lose a 3-1 series lead after having a lead in games 5, 6, 7. Hmm. So good are, there any, are there any playoff teams from last year in the NHL that you just see going the other way? Boston. Dallas. Dallas is a good one. Yeah, like if they lose Klingberg and don't replace them. I mean, Ottinger's legit, but the rest of that team leaves me questioning them for Boston. Like Bergeron hasn't made a decision, but like, even if Bergeron and Krejci come back, they're an aging core, no Brad Marchand, no Charlie McAvoy to like Christmas time. That's, that's a big hole. And they were, that hurts. And they're in a hard division. Like all of a sudden, you know, you're not sitting there last year. It was clear. Like we talked about Florida, Toronto, Tampa, Boston, legit Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal, garbage. Okay. Montreal will be a little bit better. If Carey Price is healthy, you got the hype of Slavkovsky, all that stuff. They'll be a little bit better. They're not going to be 55 points bad. Ottawa's better. Detroit's better. Buffalo's better. All of a sudden, there's not as many easy nights for a team like the Boston Bruins in the regular season. I think they're in trouble of missing the playoffs. And when the odds come out for make miss the playoffs, I plan on hammering the Boston Bruins to miss. 
I forgot about McAvoy. Don't they have two guys who are out till like Christmas? It was Marshawn. The other one. Oh, was it Marshawn? Oh, yeah, wasn't that's it? That's a big uh, hole. Th- th- wasn't it three? They released on one day like three guys are off a month. I think the other one was Matt Grizzlick, but he's going to be back by the start of the season. Yeah, it was him. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, So Dallas, I had Dallas. I guess Calgary is the other like the other safer option. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. I guess like Daryl Sutter's the coach. Like you don't really. Maybe there's still a chance they could get in. Like the division's weak. Like still have a lot of question marks. Still Still Markstrom. I don't yeah, think like, that the Flames are going to be an easy night by any chance, but they just lost their game breaker. Um, a guy who finished with 115 points. And what does that mean for Matthew Kachuk too? The Flames could have just a really detrimental offseason here, depending on what happens with Kachuk. So I, I see them as a, I could absolutely see them getting in, but I don't think that they're anywhere close to the 111 point team they were last year. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think so the rumor with Kachuk is St. Louis, right? It's always going to be there just because of the family connection. I don't think there's yeah. actually been like any firm connections made. I, I no. bet you Calgary resigns them. Yeah, I, I think so too. But hypothetically, because why not? If they traded him to St. They would have to trade in St. Louis, wouldn't they? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what kind of saves them a little bit is being like, okay, well, we'll take Jordan Cairo and then some other middle six guy. And then that's kind of what saves them a little bit like that. That'll probably help. I wonder my thought with Calgary and Kachuk is because he could sign his QO and be gone as a UFA next year. And that's the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Unless you, unless you trade him in season, obviously to recoup some of those assets, you can't lose them for free. Like they did with Gaudreau. But I wonder if they're going to be more inclined to max, try and max extend him at a premium rate to keep him around rather than walking down that road. So as an example, like say he's a $8 million player, would they push him to 10 just to make him happy and keep him there? I wonder if that's the road that the flames are going down with him. Yeah, maybe. And who knows, maybe with Matt Kachuk, he'll take this and remember the captains he's up for grabs in, in Calgary, right? Maybe they sit there and they go, Hey, do you want this to like be your team? Like eight year deal, we're gonna give you the captaincy. You're gonna be the face of a franchise. Whereas, you know, other places you go, you might not be that guy. So I wonder mm-hmm. if maybe that's a little intriguing for Kachuk. It's always tough to judge too with guys who have parents who played in the league, right? Like like his dad being in the league, he's clearly well off financially. Like, is he gonna be a guy who's like, No, I need to make that extra five hundred K a year? Or would he be sort of what you'd call legacy aware? Where he's like, No, no, I wanna like I want to have a legacy somewhere. I don't want to be a guy who bounces around a team to team to team to team. I want to sit in one spot, you know, kind of like Keith did, right? He's a legend in St. Louis. Does Kachuk want, does Matt sit there and go, no, no, I want to make Calgary my home. I want to be the face of a franchise like my dad was. Like his brother is. And, and that's the thing. Brady did the like, same thing. A lot of people were like, oh, Brady won't sign in Ottawa. Are you kidding me? And then all of a sudden it was eight year deal with the captaincy. Yeah. Maybe we overthink that a lot as hockey fans just, Players aren't moving as much as we say that Johnny Gaudreau obviously leaves, yeah. but like it's not like the NBA where a guy's leaving. At the every NBA, two they weeks. move every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone brought him the wrong. Someone buttered his toast wrong, and and now he wants to leave. Like, yeah, you got to butter with love. <laughs> All jam. Oh yeah, yeah. You got PBJ and butter with love always, right to the edges. <laughs> well, and no crust. Yeah. Oh, if you're cutting off the crust, come on. All right. Uh, we're coming up on like the 40 minute mark here. So I want to wrap this up by building our sandwich. But first, 
I want to ask you guys a question, an MLB trivia question. All right. Oh, if you were to wager a hundred dollars on every MLB team to win straight up this season, who do you think would be the most profitable in the league? San Diego. Uh, the Yankees, they were on an absolute heater to start the year. If you were to bet $100 on the New York Yankees every game, you would be up $978, but they are not even close to the most profitable team, which uh-huh. is the Baltimore Orioles. If you were to wager $100 on course, every Baltimore Orioles game, they, you would be up $1,600 on the year. They are currently <laughs> riding a 10-game heater, boys. 10-game heater for the O's, and they are looking to make it 11 tonight, going up against the Tampa Bay Rays, who've been uh, struggling a little bit. And the Rays Six are going for their last 10. Yeah, they're, they're not a dominant Rays team. And they're going with Luis Patino tonight, who is a electric young arm who struggled a little bit. He was on a rehab assignment. He's been banged up this year. He's only pitched two thirds of an inning this season as well. His career ERA is 4.53. Like, I think the Orioles are in a pretty good spot as plus 105 underdogs. They are my leg for the BLT sandwich. Okay. okay. So if you're going there, go ahead, Liam. No, you go, you go. I'm going to do. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just looking around here. I'm going to bet on the Jays and I'm going to try and keep it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go run line on the Jays. I'm going to keep it a little bit more conservative. I don't think they're going to lose again to Casey. You going minus one and a half? Yep. All right. Liam? I will go with the Miami Marlins to beat the Philadelphia Phillies. Straight with up. Sandy, with Sandy on the mound. That's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sandy Alcantara, who's just an absolute beast. 1.73 ERA. Mm. Yeah, that'll work. That'll that'll pay the bills. He's pitched uh, in his last three games. He's pitched 24 innings and only allowed two runs. Sandy Alcantara <laughs> is a fucking machine. Uh, so we got Orioles money line, Marlins money line, Jays run line, plus 442, which means $10 would turn into $52. So uh, nice little spot here for our BLT bets sandwich of the week. Delicious delicious i actually really like this this is a great spot i think the marlins obviously with alcantara legit the other bet i would probably recommend to people tonight if you're looking for something obviously a little bit safer is alec manoa over five and a half k's uh kevin gosman picked up six yesterday manoa is an absolute machine he racks up the k's almost every time he gets the ball i think uh he's in a good spot to go over five and a half tonight i hope he he pitches when we're in toronto tyler so we can be the manoa boys maybe yeah, we should be able to. So, like, they're obviously going to change up their rotation a little bit coming out of the All-Star break, but we should be able to do the math on that uh, when they get out of the All-Star break, like line up where the rotation is going to go. But um, just again, Manoa has hit this in two of his last three, and the only time he missed it was when he picked up five against Oakland when he got kind of lit up. So um, Manoa over five and a half tonight is the bonus bet. That's a great spot. I like it. I bet on that game. Yeah, I'm gonna go heavy. I'll be in the Twitter community. I'll I'll post uh I'll post some other juicy same game parlays I got for the Jays. And uh let's see if they can snap out of this. Uh all right, boys. This was a pleasure. We will have Always. another one coming up. Until then, mm-hmm. happy betting, and we'll chat with you next week.